Hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, this is FTU, Life After the Military, and I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez. This is a special 3.5 episode of the podcast. Uh, like I said, uh, I wanted to you know, focus this uh, podcast on helping people find employment or just dealing with life after the military. Um, and... I think we've done that a little bit. Um, I've also provided a platform for myself and my fellow veterans um, just to come out and talk about their experience and just how they've dealt with that transition and with the whole um, problem of mental health or the issue of mental health. It's not really a problem. It's an issue. Uh, So I want to say thank you for everybody who's been listening. Um, I appreciate the commitment to listening to this podcast. Um, So far in a week, I've had 120 downloads, which I don't know if that's good or or bad, honestly. Um, But thank you. And I wanted to thank uh, people all over the place. Um, I've had uh, people, you know, a great deal of people in North Carolina download the the podcast and people up in uh, Georgia. I didn't realize there would be that many people in Georgia that were interested in this, but thank you. And to the one lone person in Canada who downloaded this podcast and the one lone individual in the UK who downloaded it, thank you very much. I'm not sure um, what's going on in with that one person in the UK and that one person in in Canada, but thank you very much. Um, Delaware also, thank you. I'm not sure who's out there, but thank you very much. Thank you to everybody who's listening to this. Um, also, so, you know, I've had, I've had quite a few people reach out and ask, like, you know, just mention that it, it's important that we talk about this stuff and get our stories out. So with that, I want to just put out an open invitation to people who, um, if you want to come on here and tell your story, whatever story that is, if you want to talk about mental health, if you want to just talk about your physical health, just how your body's worn down or if you put on weight or you might be in the best shape of your life now that you're not in the military anywhere you're not stressed out all the time um, you can come on and talk about that if you want to come on and talk about like just helping people or if you think this podcast is just a waste of time and uh, I've lost my mind that that's that's okay like you can come on and you can just we can talk about anything I want to hear from people out there um, because this isn't just my story. It's not just my journey. It's all of our journeys and we should be there for each other. And so, you know, I always joked about, you know, people in the other branches, but I'd like to hear what you guys went through because I don't know what life was like in the Marines. I know that when I decided to join the military, um, I went and I saw I knew I didn't want to be on a ship, so I didn't even go look at the Navy because that wasn't going to be for me. Um, but I went and I looked at the uh, the Marines. They were the first ones I went into. And then uh, I quickly realized that that was not going to be a fit because they sat me down in a chair. And then I had three E6s surround me, and they would not let me leave until I said I would join the Marines. I didn't sign anything because uh, I didn't know how it worked. 
But I, I just said what they wanted to hear. I said, yeah, love the Marines. I'll join up. Got out of there and never went back. I want to go see the Air Force. And that guy just seems a little arrogant. And like, it wasn't for me. Uh, so I want to go see the Army. And to be perfectly honest, uh, I joined the Army because I walked by. And there was a guy out there smoking a, a Marlboro Red. And he had a cup of coffee in his hand. It's like he just asked, hey, you interested in the Army? Sure. He just talked to me like a normal person. Now, he might have been the one and only normal person who's ever served in the Army. Because um, after 22 years, I, I think that was he was an oddity. Um, but that's what got me into the Army was just that one guy speaking to me like a normal human being. Um, so I don't know what the other branches are like. And I would love to hear what you guys uh, went through uh, during your time in the mil- in the military, then your transition out, and then, you know, any issues that you had. Um, maybe you had issues with the VA. You know, I'd, I'd like to hear about that. Um, but this episode, you know, I, I wanted to get back to you about the um, just the transition and looking for, for work. So the first topic I want to talk about is, um, like, job boards, right? Like actually applying for jobs. So it's important that we all understand that there's uh, you know, there's job boards like Indeed, ZipRecruiter, Monster. Um, I had varying degrees of success with these things, right? Like if, if I had to recommend one, I would recommend ZipRecruiter uh, because I could see when somebody looked at my application and how many times they looked at it. And I actually got quite a few results. Um, from ZipRecruiter. Indeed, I would not recommend that one because uh, a job can be posted and if the employer hires somebody, they can forget to take that job posting down and it could still be up there. And I found that that was a a big problem with Indeed. There were jobs that I was applying for that just, they were filled. They had been filled for six months, but the job posting was still there. Um, Monster, I didn't use all that much. Um, after the issue I had with Indeed, I realized that I should just, um, you know, figure out something else. So what I started doing is I went to, um, since I live in North Carolina, I typed in, you know, North Carolina Department of Labor. And then that took me to their website and it showed me all the job, the state jobs that were opened in, in the state. And so I could apply there. I also went to governmentjobs.com and I, that is a great uh, website. If you're looking to work for like state or the county or a city, you can go on there and you can put in what city you're looking for and it'll post what uh, um, jobs are available. And then you can apply to each one. So if you're looking to work in government, I highly recommend that. Uh, at that job fair, you know, you, you have to do a little bit of work. You have to go to each county or each city and look what they have. Um, it's time consuming, but you know, you're looking for the job where that fits you best. You don't want to just work at some place because you have to work there. So you have to put in a little bit of time and effort, right? So the other place that I liked was um, I like job fairs because it told me I could go talk to people and they could tell me what jobs they had available. And I would talk to the, the recruiters there and 
some recruiters had no idea what they were talking about, and that's fine. Um, I applied for Smithfield, right? I applied to work in human resources, and I also applied to be an operations manager there, right? Because I have experience uh, working in, in, in factories before. Before I joined the military, that's what I did for five years. Um, so granted, the, the product is different, but I still had experience in the whole process, And when I saw the recruiter at the job fair, I told him what my degrees, the back degrees I had. It's like, oh, yeah, we have nothing for you. It's like, are you insane? It's like, yes, my degree is in criminology and one is in public administration. I understand you're Smithfield and you're responsible for taking little piggies and turning them into bacon. I get that. That process is not that complicated of running that operations. I know that I qualify for that position. Um, but this was a young girl. She was probably about, I don't know, 23 years old. Probably wasn't the best person to send out there as, as a recruiter. But that's all right. I applied anyway. I got an interview and then realized I don't want to work in a factory. Um, so I, from there, I went on and I try to just narrow down what did I want to work in? So I didn't, I knew I didn't want to work as a medical provider, but working in medicine was okay. So I applied to uh, the UNC system, uh, the hospital um, to work as a project manager there. And I, I received, I think I applied to five different positions and received one, one interview. Um, it was just a long drive and, it would have been great if it was closer, but it was just too far. Um, so from there, I just went to like different websites and applied to um, to the company directly. I stopped focusing on job boards because they really didn't help out and they really didn't produce the results that I needed. So, like the jobs on on post on Fort Bragg, I went on. People were asking me, "How did you get this contracting job?" Well, I, I didn't even apply to this position. I applied for another position, and um, the program manager was kind enough to tell me, like, that I didn't fit. I didn't have the qualities that they needed for that position. But he saw my application and saw everything that I put on there and gave it to another program manager because they were looking for a cultural inst instructor, right? And he said, you might want to talk to this guy. So my boss reached out to me and, you know, had the interview process and everything. And I, I accepted the job because it is great. It, it had everything I wanted. The only way it could have been better is if it was not on Fort Bragg. But, you know, not everything's going to be 100%. This was about 90, I'd say 90 to 95% of what I was looking for. And for me, that, that was pretty good. Um, so, but people have asked me, like, how did I go about the contracting job? So the, the one thing that I've been adamant about is that I wanted to find a job on my own, right? Well, there are a lot of veterans out there that are willing to help you. And if you can go to these job fairs, I, I highly recommend if, if you don't have your PMP certification to contact uh, Onward to Opportunity and get it because they'll pay for it for free. 
all your training and they'll pay for you to take the test. And it, in that time, you can, they have like a mini job fair. It's like a one, one day job fair, but the contractors come on, the contractors from Fort Bragg, and they had contractors from uh, other places. They're veterans, right? They're, and they'll tell you like, hey, this is how you have to tailor your your application for this position. And you can ask them, you know, one-on-one questions. You can give them your resume and they'll, they'll look it over beforehand and uh, they'll give you tips. And they'll even reach out and say, hey, once you apply for a position, email me and let me know so then I can push your your application and that's part of networking you know i was dead set against that but that's a very valuable asset a very valuable tool so for people who don't know how to network or have never done it uh, this is one way to do it through this program and i'm not being paid by them i just went through the program and i found it very beneficial and i i just want to pass on this information to you but if you want to bypass all of that, then then that's fine. Uh, my friend Drew was telling me because uh, he is out there now and he's having to like uh, go through the interview process for people who are, are looking to be onboarded to to his company, right? So his talent. I'm sure everyone out there knows this, but not every company will go through and look at your um, resume. You know, there is this system that will just go through and scan your resume and it looks for keywords. So you have to make sure that your resume has those key words. And that's the, the, you know, the million dollar question, right? Well, what are the key words? Well, you have to look in the job posting and see what the requirements are for the position and then the duty description. And you're going to have to take your best guess at what those uh, key words are. And then, put them into your resume. Um, It sounds like a lot of work and quite frankly it is, but you know, this is your life and this is something that you want to do. So when you're getting out, you have to put aside some time to make sure that you get that. Now for me, what I did was, uh, you know, there's a friend, Jesse was talking about like, uh, places where he went to help uh, with his resume, right? Like taking the military verbiage from his uh, NCOERs, his evaluations, and changing that into normal speak, right? Well, I I didn't need that. I I could do that myself. My problem is is, uh, I'm like what my uh, teacher in calculus told me in high school. He said, you're constructively lazy. It's like you will get the job done, but you will do the minimal work possible to get the job done. And that's right. And, you know, I was telling my boss about that this week and he was saying, it's like, well, isn't that efficient? It's like, yeah, I guess it's just depends on how you look at it. Right. Well, if I'm looking for a new career and I want something that's going to make me happy. I don't want to just settle for something. Then maybe I shouldn't be constructively lazy. Maybe I should put a little bit more effort into it. Right. So for me, I went on, on, you know, I love the Google machine. So I went on Google and typed in like, uh, something about resumes. I forgot what, what it was. And Zeddy came up. Um, it's this website and they help you do your resume and it'll, format it for you. And that was my biggest problem was just formatting it because 
I just, I didn't want to sit there for hours, you know, lining things up and making it look just right. Um, so Zeti was awesome because I was able to just sit there, type it in, and then it would align everything for me and, and made it look the way I wanted it to look. So if, if you don't want to, if you don't want assistance or if you don't want to reach out to anybody, that's fine. This is your journey. This is your life and you're welcome to travel it however you choose. Um, my advice is to reach out to people, ask for help. Uh, um, but there's, you know, the internet's awesome. There's so much information there. All you have to do is just look for it. Um, another pro, another organization out there, Hire Heroes, uh, they're, they're great too. I, I had signed up with them. I didn't use them, but they reached out and they were going to assign me a mentor and they were going to assign me somebody to help me with my resume and somebody to help me uh, like practice my interviewing process. I personally don't have experience with them, but I've uh, spoken to quite a few people who have, and they seem to like it. So, you know, if, when you're getting out, you should look into, look into this uh, program. And it's, it's important for everybody to know that this is, these programs aren't there just when you transition, you can be out, you can be a completely retired and they will still help you. And that's very important because I didn't know that. Um, I thought a lot of these programs, I had to be in transition. If I wasn't, then I missed my opportunity. If you're not sure, ask, because what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say, sorry, you missed it. Well, if you, if you don't ask, then you're definitely going to miss it, right? So, you know, just go out there and, and do your best. Be you, be the best version of you possible. Um, like I said, this was going to be just a quick, short version, quick, short episode. Um, I want to talk about a little bit about me and how I, I've been working on me, trying to be not a good person. I'm just trying to be a person, right? I hear that all the time. Oh, well, he's a bad person. He's a good person. I, I don't. I don't really care too much for the adjective that you want to use. I'm just trying to be a person. Um, so let me tell you about my my day. Right, this might sound a little boring, um, but today I went over to my friend Austin's house and had him on the pod, and it was great. It was awesome seeing him. Um, I've missed that guy a great deal, and I, I've texted him a few times um, since he got out, but I haven't seen him in over a year, and I missed him. I didn't realize how much I missed him, and it was good to see his happy face and. Uh, he's growing out a, a man bun. It, he looks like a samurai with a giant man bun on top of his head. Of course, he has a goatee. He said he wasn't going to commit to a full beard, um, but he has a goatee going on. And so, I, again, I asked quite a few people this question about the beard, and some people are saying that, you know, well, it's it's a little bit of their defiance because, you know, they – they weren't allowed to grow facial hair before. So now they want to show that they can grow it. It's awesome. Uh, somebody else told me that it's almost like a badge that you made it, you made it to the end. 
um, Austin told me that he, he grew it out just because, you know, he wasn't able to grow it before. So he just, he just started growing it and he liked it. And so he kept it. And that, that's awesome. That's great. Like, so for me during the week, I decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. So I wasn't going to grow a full beard because I, I, I know I can't take that. Um, so I was growing a goatee and it lasted about two and a half days. And I had to stop because the first day I was fine. Uh, the second night I did not sleep because it just felt horrible on my face. Uh, the third day at work, I was just cranky. I didn't get anything done. And I realized it's because I had facial hair and it was driving me insane. Uh, so I shaved it off and that's fine. I'm, I'm not a facial hair person any, anymore. And if, if you want to do that, grow the longest beard, thickest beard. If you, Drew said he's thinking about braiding it because I, I brought that up and he's like, you know, that's a good idea. So if you want to braid your beard, have at it. Like you do, you, you be happy with whatever you do. Um, but today, so Austin has, you know, he's, two little kids and they had a, I wanted to make sure to take them something. Right. So I bought some donuts, some fancy donuts over at duck donuts. Right. So I go in there and I, I pick them up and go to pick them up. And the young lady, she's in there and she's working hard. You can see that she's, it's about 11 o'clock in the morning. You can see that she's already made quite a few dozen donuts. Right. Um, because they're handmade. They're not, it's not by a batch. Like they have to go in and make each, each donut. And there was a mother there and I, I don't know what was going on with her day, but she was very rude. She was uh, the young lady finished making the donuts. It was three donuts, one for her, one each for her kids. And the young lady was going to put a box on there and the top on the box. And the, the mother snapped at her. I don't need that. It's like, Whoa, okay, calm down. So she turned around and she's walking away and, Young lady asked, uh, ma'am, would you like some, you know, some forks and some plates? It's like, yeah, give me some plates. It's like, whoa, buddy, calm down. Like, how about a please? Or how about you just talk in a normal tone? It's like, yeah, I get it. Each donut is a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's a real gourmet donut, but like, calm down. Like, it, they're they're just donuts. And so she was snippety, right? And so then she was done and young lady behind the counter decided to help me. And so I had ordered before. And so I showed her my phone and she's like, I, I, I can't see it. And you could see that she was really stressed out. And it's like, uh, like, so I showed her where the number was and it's like, can you just give me your name? I gave her my name and she gave me the box and then she got the stickers to sell the box. And before she was going to put them on, she looked at me and I could see it looked like terror in her face. And she's like, are these your personal donuts? And that question threw me off. It's like, I, I didn't really understand. And then it dawned on me. It's like, Oh, she's asking me if I'm an Uber driver, an Uber eats or Grubhub person, you know? And so I told her, yeah, they're my donuts are my donuts. It's like, uh, do you want it still? It's like, you do, I had to explain to her, it's like, hey, look, you just do whatever it's going to make your life easier. If you want to sell it, sell it. If not, don't. I don't I don't care. That's fine. So I took a moment and I told her, hey, you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you for everything you do. These donuts are awesome and they're going to make me, my friend, and his kids very happy. And I could see, like, 
a weight lifted off, off of her shoulders and just, she smiled and just to see that was rewarding. Okay. So fast forward, right? So, uh, I go over to Austin's house. I'm done. And so I'm leaving and I, I go to downtown Fayetteville and I go into my friend's shop. Um, they have a shop in downtown and they sell a bunch of different knickknacks and stuff. And if you're ever down there, make sure you stop into a bit of Carolina. Um, Robin and James, they own the place and they're great people. And they sell these macarons that are delicious and I buy them not so much for me, but I buy them so I can take them to work so my coworkers can eat them. They love them, right? So I bought three because there's six in a pack. So I bought three. And I'm walking out, and there's this young man there, and he's with his kids, right? He looked like a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And those babies are having the time of their lives. They're just running around, and that dad looked like he looked like those babies sucked the life out of him that day (laughs) and me seeing them it's like I wish my my kids were that small again because I love that time it was great I wish I could go back but I can't so when I see that it makes me smile but he looked like he was having a rough day because those babies had a lot of energy um so I I walked up to him and, you know, introduced myself. And I said, Hey, you know, would you mind? I just bought these, these macarons. Would you mind if I, uh, gave your kids a box or six of them, you know, they're, they're delicious. And, you know, if you say no, that's fine, but you know, they're just, your babies look very happy and, you know, it'd be, it'd make me happy if you accepted these. And he looked at me like I was insane. And then he realized that I was actually serious and I wasn't like, trying to rob him or anything. And so he accepted them. And so he said, thank you. And, you know, I said, you're welcome. And I'm walking on my way. And then I hear this little tiny voice saying, thank you. Thank you. And I turn around and it's three, the three-year-old and he's waving as enthusiastically as he could. And then uh, his little brother saw, so he waddled over. So I have a little three-year-old and a little one-year-old waving you know, the baby can barely speak. So he's just grunting and the three-year-old saying thank you. And, you know, that made my day to see those little babies happy. And, and the dad seemed like, it seemed to cheer him up too. Um, so I'm walking down the street, you know, walking to my car and there's this wine shop at, on the corner, right? And uh, I stopped in there before uh, to buy some some wine um, for my spouse. Uh, Cause I don't drink. Right. So I walked, I walked in and the young lady, it, there was nobody in there and they looked pretty sad cause there were no customers. Right. Um, there was a festival going on. So everyone was at the festival. Nobody was going to be in there for their um, live music and their, their wine weekend that they have every Friday and, and Saturday. Um, so they asked, it's like, you, you know, asked me if I wanted to try some wine. I said, no, thanks. You know, I wanted to buy a bottle and the girl remembered me. It's like, oh yeah. So we chit chatted. And I said, you know, let me get two bottles. And she misunderstood, gave me the same bottle twice and that was fine. And so I said, you know what, can, can you give me 
this other bottle that I had asked for. So she was going to take one back. I said, no, no, just give me all three. And I ended up walking out with four bottles of wine. And I don't drink. My spouse isn't going to drink all that wine in one day. But that's fine. Um, you know, we're in a place now where we can afford to, you know, help out the local businesses, you know, because I'm fortunate now that I'm financially secure. Not rich, but definitely not poor. You know, what, what's the saying? It's not good. It's not bad. Right? No, that's my financial situation too. It's not good. It's not bad. Um, so I have enough money so I can buy four, four bottles of this wine, right? And it seemed to make their day too. Um, so small gestures go a long way. And if you're able to go out there, I'm not saying go out and help every small business out there. But if you're able to go out there and just say hi to somebody or good morning, good afternoon, some something, maybe just smile, and, you know. That might help somebody. That might lift them up when they're having a bad day. Um, because we all have bad days. Nobody's 100%. Nobody's perfect, uh, you know. My mood today was up and down. It was, um, it was a roller coaster this morning. Uh, I just didn't want to get out of bed. But, you know, I wanted to go for a run because it's 75 degrees. It was 95 degrees two days ago. I'm not going to pass up this beautiful weather, right? So I went out for a run. Then I felt better. And then, you know, we're all going to have that. We're all going to have days where we have ups or downs. Um, but just try to be nice to each other. It's remarkable how my outlook on life has changed when I've decided to just try to be nicer. In the military, we're not faced with that because we don't have to. You can be as disgruntled, as cranky, as angry as mad as you want, and nobody's going to say anything. You want to know why? Because every, most people are mad, disgruntled, and cranky, tired, stressed, overworked, underappreciated. You name it. That's that's the life in the military. So when we get out, why hang on to that? There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason to hold, hang on to that. So I'm making a conscious effort just to be happier. And I'm asking everybody, the few people who listen to this podcast, to just try to be happier and try to be just nicer to people in general because your your kindness will go a long way. Okay, so um, it, whoever's out there that may want to like come on and uh, share your story, Please, I, I invite you, and you're more than welcome to be on. Um, just email me at arantoniorodriguez98 at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. And I know most people have no idea what Podbean is because I didn't know either until I started this uh, this podcast. But we're on Twitter now. It's at FTU. Life, A-F-T-R-D-M-I-L. And with that, um, the Crimson Tide's playing, so I got to split because I got to watch the tide. Um, so as always, be good. Take care of yourselves. 
You are important. You matter, right? If you need somebody to talk to, I'm always here. Zot, zot, zot. Roll Tide.